0: All right, we have finally done it and brought back Dinner and a Podcast. This week we did it live from Perrin and they were absolutely awesome. I cannot say enough good things about them opening their doors and letting myself and my guest this week, Jason Lay, kind of take over the place. So without further ado, I appreciate all of the support and people who were fired up about this. It is actually episode six of Dinner and a Podcast. (laughs) That's kind of the point. That's the right, point. point. Yeah. Beautiful. Good, good, good. What's that? What sounds good on that beer list? Um, I'm going to do a call to banners. Okay. i got to try the Blackberry IPA. Yeah. You haven't tried it Thanks.
1: yet? No. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. You want to try taste it at first? Just dive right in. No, I'll go all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got Thanks. <laughs> you got it, man. And uh, 29 more of these. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I'm definitely, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm just, I'm hypercritical about everything that rubs me the wrong way, and it, it weighs me down, man. It, uh, so Anger will do that to you. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I just get heated over little shit that that I would do differently. I worked with a guy in college, and uh, he told me he's like, and I probably told you this. He's like, "What's common sense to you is not common sense to everybody else." Sure. So, I I guess it's part of just getting older. It's like if I'm if I'm gonna continue to be critical, I want to do it responsibly, and I want to force myself, I want to challenge myself to to hash it out in a mature way, so I can come to peace with it, you know. There's going to be stuff every day that collides with us, and I don't want to be affected negatively by it. So that that's going to be one blog uh, that I'm going to work on. Um, I think since I've been in high school, I've been this, I've been a romantic at heart, right? Like I was. Uh, oh yes. IPA and I call the Thank you, sir. Oh, Thanks, welcome. Ben. Cheers, guys. Cheers, man. Salute. Cheers. Did we even touch glasses? I think we did. Great. All right, so we're good. All
0: right. Well, I mean, we have a drink, so let's. Uh, I guess let's make this official. Okay. Uh, Great. So this is. I, I think I want to say it's like the fifth dinner in a podcast. There's there's that oh. um, there's that thing in podcasting that if you don't get to six of them, you quit yep, it. Right. Um, and I quit this for a long time, but. It was funny when I, was, I put it out there on the Everything is Marketing platform, and, and it kind of went nuts. And then I saw it on Twitter this past week. Lots of people kind of excited about what this is about. I don't know why people are super excited about this other than it's the idea. And I, I sort of prepped you. like The idea is nothing like I do with the other things, right? It, it's not really MMA-themed. Right. We're not really talking about marketing. There's really no agenda here it's just interesting people. And one of the things I wanted to add as I would bring it back was interesting places, which is why we are sure. doing this live from Parent. And I, uh, you know, um, I have no idea what's going to happen in the next 30 minutes as Michigan is playing. So, like, this could get very loud and very crazy, but I, I kind of like the chaos. Um, I didn't even know sports were on. Yeah, I know that sports <laughs> isn't your thing, which is fine. Uh, we're not here to talk about sports. But I did want to welcome you. Jason Lay is on uh, the, uh, like I said, I think it's the fifth Internet of podcast. The first I know, for me. Yeah, the first for yeah. you, uh, hopefully of many. Um, and I know you as a craft beer aficionado, uh, drummer, yoga practitioner, uh, uh, entrepreneurial spirit. You've right. got uh, the design and audio element going with y- your current gig. Um, but for people who may not have met you um, either here in Grand Rapids or in right. the universe proper, like, kind of give a, a,
1: an elevator pitch of who in the actual hell you are so professional by day with a with really a wide range spectrum of experience and a struggling creative by night probably since i tell everybody since high school you know that's like the first age where i felt that the world was bigger than me and that i'm here for some reason uh, to figure out my way through it but uh graduated from msu with a bachelor's in english was supposed to be a high school english teacher i did get my teacher certification but ditched that to jump into the music industry worked for alternative press magazine for a couple of years in cleveland uh incredibly awesome experience so stop there yeah, for a second yeah, like, right
0: what what happened Like, aside from the fact that you don't get paid shit to teach, right? Like, let's take that out of the... Like, how do you go all the way through that process and then go, you know what? Rockstar, right? Like,
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it would be really easy to blame my high school counselor for not telling me that I could do something other than teach English because I didn't really dig doing anything else in school. I got great grades. I was a great student. I never gave my mom any shit, except for maybe getting a few more piercings than she probably would have liked at that age, but um, you know, since I was playing drums from a young age, really involved in, in the music scene and going to concerts, when I wasn't able to find a teaching gig in in a district that really appealed to me, uh, I took a swing at applying at Alternative Press just to start somewhere. And that was my first big move, uh, really my only move out of Michigan, but away from home, out of my comfort zone. I didn't know a single person. Uh, I had to start somewhere. And and the music industry was super appealing to me. If If I wasn't going to be some rock star drummer touring on a bus I at least wanted to get as close to the action as possible so that's why I took that jump Uh, and I ultimately left that to come back to Detroit uh, when my brother had his son and you know I couldn't have put my finger on it at that time at how much of an impact that was going to have for me uh, to me but the second that little kid was born, like, I, I had to be back home to be an uncle. So, and it, I mean, in hindsight, it was probably the best thing for me because I, I made way less at AP than I would have made teaching. And the fri- the fringe benefits, although great, were not paying my student loans. No, no. Um, and they, you know, even those grow
0: tiresome after a while, you know. Yep. Yeah. Like, you yeah know, and, and You can I only mean, go see Incubus
1: so many times, right? Like. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and I mean, I suppose this is on the Internet. So, I mean, it's, it, it was like a really, really dark time for me. Um, I was just still like mid-20s, really struggling to find out who I was, what I wanted to do. And, I mean, even going way back to, to high school when I would rather read and write than do math, science, become a doctor and lawyer... I just really never had an idea of what I wanted to be when I grew up, and uh, have you I, figured that out? I'm working on it, and I, I think within the last year, I mean, I've I've got it narrowed down, and uh, you know, I've I've made some some big strides recently that I'm getting ready to release to the public soon, and I'm going to continue to build on those. Um, it's just you know life's way too short to not do something that you absolutely love sure and uh if i'm going to be a- alive i i want to enjoy the days i'm here and if i've got to earn a paycheck you know i want it to be doing something i absolutely love and that's been in my heart and my bones for as long as i've been here I don't know. Is that too heavy? Too deep?
0: No, I don't. Th- I mean, we're not even a beer in, so I'm sure. I'm my oh, the idea. I think is that it gets deeper. I guess. Um, so, you were talking before we started about you know you you've kind of gone on this yoga journey. Um, how long have you been doing yoga?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: and I only ask because even if you answer a day, it's still an interesting <laughs> perspective that you you you've kind of centered all of this stuff around this getting centered idea. Would you get? Ki- Meditation's not considered yoga, is it? I, I think a form of me- so meditation yeah, yoga. So, like, well, I
1: mean, I I I sit pretty straight, and uh, you know, my body's touching the floor sometimes. See? So, yeah. I, all right, so it's yoga. So meditation. Uh, yeah, Sorry, um, okay. No, no, no. It's uh, it's still so new to me. Um, very beginning of 2015, um, early early January. You know, I, I I struggled with whether or not I should even entertain. Uh, a new year's resolution but i knew uh, that i wasn't going to get any shit done if i continued doing the same shit i did every day Uh, you know it's that cliche definition of insanity and i realized that like i was saying before maybe the mics went live I've just been... Oh, they were live.
0: I just wasn't sure I was going to yeah. use that stuff. So, <laughs> uh,
1: You know, being very aware that I've historically been pretty critical, I, I guess that's one thing I wanted to improve about myself uh, in 2015. And so I did a little soul searching, and I started just experimenting with a number of different, I guess, wellness approaches, and everything I read... Everyone I've talked to said, "Give meditation a try," and it started out one morning getting up at five or five thirty, and uh, I had no idea what I was doing. But uh, perfect, man, awesome, yeah, tons of fruit, thank you. So, I uh, I sat in silence, in in super awkward silence. In my house in in January, and I was like half cold. I couldn't relax. Um, I had no idea how to, you know, if you have to focus on breathing, you almost forget that you. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to like stay warm. I hate being cold. I'm I'm trying to stay warm, stay calm, Uh, trying to breathe without thinking about breathing, and all i could do was like let my my mind was just racing i couldn't i couldn't put it in a bottle i couldn't cap it um so i found this app called calm and downloaded that and since then i've i've probably meditated i would say 98 90 of the time since since january and it helps excuse me that was jason not eric um I, I, I can't even tell you how much it's helped. Um, I, my drives to work are peaceful. My drives home are chill despite traffic, despite assholes on the road. Going into a stressful day at work is not so stressful anymore. Um, I, I've really been able to take time and process my thoughts and be in the moment, wherever I am, before just reacting. You know, it's, um, I've never really had too much problem speaking before thinking, uh, unless it's way too many beers, but it's just helped me be mindful, present, relaxed, and uh, really appreciative for what I have. And it's it's helped slow my, my mind down. Because it runs a million miles a minute. Has it helped with creativity? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this this app—it's it's really cool. It, you can do different meditation sessions based on what you know you need to maybe work on for the day, focus on um, for whatever task is at hand. It—it's it, pretty incredible, it, and it's like it's the simplest damn thing. You, I can do it for two minutes to. 20 plus minutes and you know some are guided some are more independent and it's it really has like it's kept me grounded it's kept me focused and it's helped me um hone in on my creativity
0: have you tried sensory deprivation at all no so i haven't either but i'm really i'm fascinated by this and there's there's apparently one at the mvp location in rockford it, but it has nothing to do with mvp i guess it's just a space in there so it's like a little chamber right, right and yeah, and they yeah. fill it with epsom salt to match your weight so to turn the water into salt water so you float on it and then they close it and it's soundproof and lightproof so the idea is that as you were saying when you're starting to meditate you're like i don't know how to meditate cuz yeah. i forgot how to breathe right, right. like i don't you're yeah. you're asking your brain to like do a, so our brains are constantly adjusting to right. temperature, to lighting, to sound, to all, like, all of this stuff, and they never, ever, ever have a chance to stop. Even sure. when you're sleeping, they're right, right doing stuff. The idea behind this thing is that you reach this state where you're floating, so it feels like there's no gravity, there's no light, and there's no sound, so it allows your brain to relax, and you, I guess you reach wow. kind of like an L- LSD sort of hallucinogenic state, um, which, I don't know, I find yeah. that really
1: fascinating. I would totally try that. In a heartbeat, I'd try that. We should do this next one before and then after. And then after? <laughs> yeah. See if we can even put a sentence together.
0: <laughs> so you, um, I, I don't know if this, I know that you got, you and your wife had been saving for this forever, but I don't know if this was part of the New Year's resolution to, like, calm down and then go do a badass trip. You just came back from a, an amazing trip. Europe.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, you mentioned, uh... All of those external factors taken away, and your your brain and your body has time to just kind of shut down and relax and, and reset. And, and our bodies don't ever get that chance in in today's day and age. But before Europe, the only time I've ever felt is close to, quote unquote, at peace that I've ever been has been on vacation on some tropical island where there's no Wi-Fi, there's no TV, there's no cell phone, there's no Facebook and all that shit. And it's incredible what seven days in sun, water, surrounded by palm trees will do to you. Tequila doesn't hurt, but um, I, I found that that on vacation, disconnected and unplugged, is the closest I've gotten to chilling my brain out, um, as I have with meditation. Europe was not a tropical <laughs> vacation by any stretch of the imagination. I, I think we tackled eight destinations in 15, 16 days. It was gnarly. Wow. It was, it was hyper-aggressive.
0: But you guys, I mean, you look like you were having a good time, despite, oh, we had, despite the insanity of it.
1: Yeah, no, we, I mean, we definitely knew what we were getting ourselves into. I mean, certainly, um, you know, I had to be respectful of, you know, my employer and, and you know, vacation time. Trust me, I mean, I, I would have loved to, to go for two months. Sure. Um, and probably the biggest regret of college is that I didn't study abroad. But so, you know, I we told everybody that we we just kind of wanted this european sampler platter you know so we could taste a little bit of everything with the hope that when we go back we can be much more targeted to the places that we really connected with right and we we definitely accomplished that it was i mean it was the most memorable two weeks of my life so what i mean what were what your takeaways of that Oh my god um, you know it's weird like every place we went was you know a stereotypical um, tourist destination so certainly everywhere we went was busy almost morning, noon and night but there was this this feeling of relaxation. The pace was slower. The people were way more chill. Um, you know, I do well, Wow, I, I don't... I, there, I can't knock America, but they just had this, like, inherent appreciation for for life. And... Um, All of them, or where specifically? Like Wow. Uh, Italy. I mean, it, I mean... Italy was pretty amazing, uh, but they—they they just, everyone just, they took so much pride in where they were from. I mean, it, like, just like you see in, uh, like, even though I said you know I I know nothing, well, I don't enjoy sports so much, but it's it's like. Um, people during college football season like they rep their home team (laughs) right and i mean like they'll they'll take a bullet for their college football team that's how that's how they were in europe and and i loved being over there i i i I like feeling out of my element and i i like getting lost and finding my way and that whole experience was that day after day after day
0: did you have any, like, did you, either of you guys have any context to any of the languages?
1: Uh, so, uh, mid... So, tw- no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It was, um, yeah, no.
0: Two and, hours uh, of Rosetta Stone does not count. You know that, right? The,
1: yeah, the, the short answer is no, but um, in 2014, I, I uh, started trying to teach myself Italian. And, uh, you know, thankfully, I did... Spanish in, in high school and college which was was a decently solid foundation to like ease my way into Italian and then as we got closer to the actual trip happening learning Italian totally got sideswiped by like planning the, the finite details of our trip because it was 16 days on the ground I mean we didn't have, we didn't have time to screw around and we didn't want to go over there Land in in Amsterdam or Paris or Italy, get off the train or the plane and just go, "Uh, so what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Right. You know, we didn't have time to do any of that. Right. So we had to be pretty intentional about what we were going to do, where we were going to go, while still allowing some flex time to just, you know, get lost and enjoy the city. Um, So fortunately... um, we took some travel guides that had, you know, all your handy-dandy um, sayings and phrases. But we, we got along pretty well without having to know another language. But the, the accent in Amsterdam was crazy thick to understand. Um, and we had—the only time we encountered somebody who couldn't speak a lick of English was— excuse me, our, our cab driver in Rome— who had to get us back to the airport to fly back to the U.S. So, good choice. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, go figure. <laughs> the one time, but you know what? I, 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 I guess I wouldn't have been mind. Uh, I wouldn't have um, had a problem being stuck in Italy. There are worse places, I'm sure. Yeah, to be yeah. stuck. Yeah.
0: I've not made it over there, but I would love to. Because I have a I have a wife who only wants to do the, the tropical things. Like that's where we. Yeah, but that that's thats so But it's not my, like, to be honest with you, it's not my speed at all. I yeah. love her to death and I'll go do that stuff, but I would do that trip yeah,
1: right. 100 times out of 100 times. Man. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I talk to people who are like, yeah, I'd rather go on an Alaskan cruise than to, you know, Jamaica or yep. Scotland, Ireland, England, any, like, <laughs> if you were like, oh, let's go. I mean, like,
0: Aruba would be a tough one because we honeymooned there and I lo- loved Aruba. Uh, but we had done cruises. We had got like we had done all that stuff, and and I loved it because I got to spend time with her. But I didn't love it, right? Yeah. I didn't lo- I hate cruises. I think they're uh, yeah, yeah that, like uh, oh, holy shit. Uh, but, like that's how the end of days starts on a Carnival Cruise Line. Like that's how that, that's how it happens. But yeah, I, you know, we had. I had great times, so I, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't get something out of it because we right. had great times, which were awesome. But if if I was on my own, asking for an individual decision because you're married, so you don't get to get make an individual decision. <laughs> but if if I was making an individual decision, one hundred times out of one hundred times, I would go to Ireland over just about ever, just because I, I really want to go there, and that's way more. My, I don't care about beaches. I don't care about sitting in the sun. Well, I've had great tequila, So right, Like right, I don't. It's right. not a thing that I need for vacation. Um, Is I it? Just, I, like I want. Like when I go on vacation, I want to have a fucking adventure. Okay. Right. Like sure. On my thirtieth sure. birthday, I. I went to go look for great white sharks in San Francisco. Like, that's, that to me is,
1: that's yeah, see, vacation. That, to me, that is crazy. Uh, there are two things I don't mess with one, nature, I don't fuck with weather, <laughs> or animals. Well, I wasn't swimming with them. I just wanted to see one, right? So like, but you're, what do you do when you find one? You don't get in a cage and go down? No, 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 no. It, oh, like, okay, it wasn't like right.
0: this. So it was, like, it was just like uh, uh, there's a group of naturalists. There's an island that's um, west of San Francisco called the Farallon Islands. Okay. And the white sharks migrate up there in the fall through about October before they head down to Hawaii. And they're supposedly like spectacular eating seals, like all of the stuff they when I went, it was just a little bit early, and I didn't get to see any, but I saw a whole bunch of other insane marine life, and right. it was a great trip. But to me, I, like, I want to go just on exciting adventures. Like, to, like, like when you say, hey, I want to, you know, every day that I get up, I, we don't get a lot of days to get up and go do stuff. I want to make it count. Like, to me, lying on a beach drinking a Mai Tai is like <laughs> a waste of time.
1: <sighs> oh. You know what? Maybe. maybe. And I'm
0: not defaulting somebody, but no. like that's just how I'm wired. I want to go do something.
1: Okay. So I guess the reason why I dig that tropical atmosphere is because what you just said about wanting adventure and, and wanting to get up and do something, that's how I am every single day. I'm not on vacation. So when I'm on vacation, I want to decompress. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, no, I, like, absolutely. Like, yeah. to,
0: to your point, when I'm on the cruises, I'm the most relaxed that I will ever be because right. nothing works.
1: Right, right. I have to read. Yeah. I yeah. have to
0: consume alcohol to, to yeah. deal with it. Right, Like, I'm the most relaxed I will ever get. But I have the most fun okay, when, sure. like, I'm going to go do something. Like, when we were in Aruba, we had the most fun driving around the island right. trying to get in right. trouble. Yeah, right. right. Um, I had the least fun in the all-inclusive pool with all the other drunk honeymooners that were thinking that that was as far as they were going to go in Aruba. No,
1: I, I think you're absolutely— Like, I want to go—I yeah. want to
0: go—like, I don't know what you guys did when you were in Europe, but, like, I want to go where they eat. I want to eat what they want. Like, yep. I don't want to— Yeah. I don't want to go to Taco Bell. Like, I don't want to do yeah, any yeah. of that stuff.
1: Yeah, the, the one cruise we went on, as soon as we hit port, Catherine and I— Where did you go? Literally jump ship. Oh, uh— God, my in-laws are going to kill me, but I've, I've tried to block it out of my mind. <laughs> uh, I just, I, like, my in-laws are the sweetest people in the entire world, and they invited their three kids and their three siblings on a cruise to celebrate their anniversary. And honestly, like, they they put the bill for the whole thing. That's all awesome. I, all I had to do was show up, get on the plane, land in Miami, get on the ship, and then, you know, rock and roll. And that ship, and I did not get along at all. Yeah. So like we we hit solid ground. Catherine and I, uh, Grand Turk was uh, was gorgeous as well as um, Old San Juan. So we would we would hit hit port, and we would get in a cab, and we would say, take us as far away from that boat <laughs> as you can get us. Like, I don't care if you're going to take us out, you know, and, and hold us for ransom. Just get me away from that. So, yeah, totally eat local. Um, love doing it. In in Europe, we were the same way. Um, we, we were very, again, intentional about not eating at... All of the restaurants that line, like the the main street, if you will. Sure. Like,
0: now, did you plan that
1: out, or did you start asking around to find places like that? Both, both. You know, um, because time was so precious, it, our eating schedule was kind of jacked up. Um, we we ate when we were hungry, not necessarily because it was breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Gotcha. So it was either you know food from a. A street vendor, um, food at a museum. No, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> maybe I was hungry at museums. <laughs> um, uh, we did we, we did this one amazing Indonesian restaurant in Amsterdam. Where, um, man, they one thing in Europe. If they're a popular restaurant. They do not like you showing up without a reservation, but it's like, dude, half the place is empty. I know you're not getting a rush at eleven p.m. <laughs> See us. Um, so we did this this Indonesian meal. I, I, I'm going to butcher it for anyone who knows the correct pronunciation, but it's, um, uh, Rustafel, something like that. But it's a. Uh, it's a rice-based meal where they bring you out. We had, like, two or three different types of rice. And then I think we counted, like, 16, 18, 19 other entree dishes that came out almost like tapa style. Sure. And you just kind of blend whatever you want with the rice, with or without the rice. I And it was just, I mean... It was so, such a cool experience, and I mean, I was like, it was like Thanksgiving dinner where you're just like, like, shoving it, like, shoving it down (laughs) your throat because I didn't want to leave anything on on the table. I mean, that was also the same with uh, this incredible Italian restaurant we went to in Amsterdam and then all the pasta we had in Italy. Like, we just ate until we couldn't, like, fit anything else inside of our bodies, the food was awesome yeah that's awesome
0: very cool so you, you said earlier that you started this meditation thing you mean yoga yes yoga meditation go fuck yourself whatever that you started this meditation thing because things like drive you nuts on, yeah. a, on an hourly like yeah. what, what drives you nu- like what is driving this that you had to essentially give yourself an intervention
1: I think it's a combination of...
0: Like, is this question something that you're going to be frustrated about? No, no. Um, <laughs> and have to meditate your, your way out of? No, no, it's... Um...
1: <sighs> I am not... Uh... Okay, so this, like, me struggling to answer this is me trying to answer it like a responsible, mature adult, rather than just fly off the handle and bitch about everything that gets under my skin because you know me like I'm perfect and I don't ever get under anybody else's skin which never I, right. never at all um, I, th- I think it's just the way the world is um, I think it's I mean it, it's this amazing beautiful place and I'm so in love with being alive and I get so pissed off when i watch other people squander it and
0: why why do you waste a minute on that stuff why what why do you waste a nanosecond
1: on that stuff Th- that's that's my point like that's what my wife says she's like why do you let it get under your skin so much she's like you're not going to be able to change them and and my response is you know it's combative it's like why not they're they're they're. They're fucking up their lives. They're making everything difficult for everybody else. Like, why can't... I think the world would just be such such a better place if people just did the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Like, scrap. I'm not saying get rid of. I'm saying... Just scrap. Start over, right? Is that essentially what you're about to say? It- no, I, like falling on the crutch of religion and law and it's just like just just be a decent human being and stop being a fuck up and and, you know it's like I don't know the other day I was I was in a parking lot uh, coming out of I don't know Meyer wherever and there's this broke down beat to shit SUV two uh, stop me if I'm pushing but there's like, like just two and of course I'm judging and that's not fair I know that but two white trash losers they've got the stereo crank to a volume that I know is making them deaf you know one's, one's got their head down and their phone the other's chain-smoking, and I get to my car to, to get in, and I'm right next to them, and I look over, and there is a, a child in a car seat in the back, and my heart broke for that kid. And I, I, I just wanted to drag those two in the front out of the car and beat the hell out of them because they, they are squandering their opportunity being alive so I, I, I don't know is that not supposed to bother me I don't, I- well I, I don't know that it's not supposed
0: to bother you because there, there are um, at the risk of speaking out of turn there are people um, in close proximity to our house that are very similar to what you're talking about um, and I understand I understand the frustration but like, there's a very simple mechanism that's been put in nature to just handle that like evolution will just handle that. Like you don't need to, because any any scientist, holistic medicine right. doctor, any of those people will tell you that collecting anger as like um, pins on your TGI Fridays shirt, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like. is not fucking good for you at all and I've got so much especially like especially in a situation like that where they're never going to change I know know. they're never going to change they're going to raise a kid who's going to do the exact same thing that they're doing because that's what it does over and over and over again
1: you know but it's going to be ooh another round of beer yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. please I'll do the blackberry nice blackberry start you want to keep it in the fruit realm no I want the, the lots of problems. Oh, lots of yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, man. <laughs> I'll catch them all and I will, I'll drink all of them.
0: Um, but you know what I mean? Like, that, that cycle's just going to continue.
1: Okay, so, you know, we, d- we don't have kids. But if we did, you know, or my nephews, they're going to grow up and run into that that kid who was raised terribly. And they're going to have to deal with him, and it, I, I, I don't well, see how that. So let me let me
0: say two things. Like, their idiot decisions of like smoking in a car with a kid in a car seat, right? Like, um, those are there's actual science to show what that's going to do. But there's there's other science out there to show that as long as you're not actually doing anything actively wrong to the child, sure, right? Like, right. all yeah. the horrible shit that yeah. human beings can do yeah. to children, yeah. right? If you take right. all of that out. We have, aside from our DNA, very little impact on their success and or failure. Interesting. P- like, I, I just read it last week. Like, there's a study out that shows that parenting, um, all things being equal. Right, yep, th- I understand. You know, the, the parent with the broke-down SUV who's smoking in the car, um, while my child may have more opportunity, that doesn't necessarily guarantee success. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can totally agree with that. Like, things like reading to them, wherever they are, are proven metrics of making sure that they're they're better suited right. for the universe. Um, but just being a, a stand-up parent that doesn't punch your child or do anything terrible to them it, it, doesn't make sure that they're going to...
1: Oh, yeah. D- I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, l- look at all of the, you know, pseudo-celebrities who have inherited wealth... It, and had every opportunity spoon-fed to them, like, I don't think they're turning out any better than this poor kid in the backseat of the car is is going to. I just... And I don't mind being challenged on it because I'm very aware that, like, like that got under my skin enough to where I'm still talking about it. I don't know how many days later. <laughs> you know? Right. But so that's, that's part of... Um, you know me trying to figure out one part of what makes me tick you know and it's I I don't want it to bother me so I I guess for me in the meantime I, I need to dissect it kind of like this and put it back together in a way that like I can just I don't know if be okay with it is the right way to phrase it but I don't think I, I have to acknowledge it. Like, there's something in me that has to acknowledge it, but I don't want it to impact me in a negative way.
0: Welcome uh, back Lots of problems. Double Thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah,
1: cheers, guys. cheers. Cheers. One down. Is the IPA your go-to? Yeah. Yeah. All day. Long shout out to founders no, <laughs> no I, I you know i would i would take um like the biggest hoppiest fruitiest and you know some some beer geeks hate the word dank or dankiest but i, I want the biggest ipa in my mouth that i can get I, I, that's i've just come to the conclusion that's what i love that's what I, I enjoy the most, and so why not, right? Fair enough. Yeah. So let's see. Lots of problems. Have you had that one before? No, I have not. I'm, uh, you know, I I know Perrin caught a lot of shit out of the gate for getting um, bought out by Oscar Blues, but, you know, I don't—it's not my place to— tell them how to run their business um so i'm pretty excited i mean if 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 it's going to help another michigan brewery get more beer into the hands of people
0: well i mean look like look i don't know i don't have any i love this place which is why i wanted to do something here but i don't have any view into what's going on behind us right you can see the canning facility behind us but i can tell you that since they've been prior to the the oscar blues acquisition this place hadn't put a can out. No, not a single piece of product because they couldn't keep up with demand. And so, I, I think you know you've been talking about this 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 learning to come to terms with your self awareness. Right. Like, these right. are the things that, like, as a business, if you're just amazing at making beer and maybe not so great at distribution, go find somebody who can distribute. Right. Who cares? Ask for help. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. let somebody. Do, right? right. Like. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm super excited about two weeks from now when they're going to start putting the shit in stores. Yeah, right. Not that I don't mind coming here, but it's not next door to my house, right? Like, yeah. I, I, you got to drive a little bit to get that stuff. Yeah. But And I, I just think it's no different to, to get into a universe, another universe that you're a big fan of. Like, it's no different than people that want to shit on bands that get signed, right?
1: Oh, my gosh,
0: yeah. Well, I knew them when they played The Intercept, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now yeah, they're not—they're not as cool when they can eat, right? Yeah, I was like, I just—I just, I just so had, that in, I just had Josh school. from Pop Evil on. You know, it's like I, yeah, they're not millionaires, right. right? Like they're now—they're just like making yeah. a reasonable wage, like right. what yeah. you would make yeah. at a cubicle farm. Is like what, the, maybe a little bit more than that, but not much. Yeah.
1: yeah, shame on them for trying to feed their family. Shame on them for eating, yeah. right? Like they yeah. should
0: starve to death and play the original Intersection in an East Town yeah. forever. Yeah. Get their three dollar pancakes at Wolfgang's and call it a day.
1: Yeah, you you, you really can't. I mean, you know, again, like it, high school, college, like it. I got so like personally pissed off and offended when people started liking the bands I I liked before they did. But it's like good for them because guess what? If any of the bands I was ever in made it, where do I sign? Right. Yeah, I, I would have. And I, look, I'm
0: not. I'm not advocating that that's the best, you know, the the best decision either. Um, but I am saying, like, you need to understand that there's some mathematics and there's some some economics yeah. in here. That playing the you know the old school tiny intersection over and over and over again for 200 people is not a way to make a living. No, right? Like, you, no. Like any other business, it has to scale. I'm just, I guess, like, did you change when you were at AP or? Oh, um, like when did you turn that corner from from being the like, the, prototy- <laughs> the prototypical uh, black t-shirt wearing hating the yeah. mainstream universe?
1: When man, I you know, I don't I don't know if I can put my finger on it. Um, I think I, yeah, I read this article not too long ago, w- within the last six months. It said um, that. On average, generally speaking, people stop actively seeking out new music around the age. They said like 31, 34-ish, somewhere around there. So I'm, I'm 37, and I would say, I mean, that's pretty damn close. You know, there's a few bands, I mean, probably less than five, that... I have listened to regularly since I was 31, 32, 33, 34. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, occasionally people will turn me on to something that I really dig, but I i, I guess I'm talking about I'm still the guy who buys compact discs. And what are those? So <laughs> the music, they with they put music on the th- this plastic it's pretty complicated Uh, it sounds it sounds very complicated The technology hasn't gotten like i just yell
0: at my phone and stuff (laughs) starts playing like
1: yeah you know what side note like i've got um i've got an apple laptop that is like the one half generation too early or too young that will not update so I've got all the music I've ever owned stuck on a, on an old machine, and I can't, like, I, I could, I, trust me, I can plug, a, like, a, my new iPhone into it, and I can't get that damn music out. Oh,
0: that's the worst.
1: So it's like, number one, thanks, Apple. Uh, two, um, I, I need a new computer because I need that music. Or I could just take... All I don't know how many hundreds of CDs I have and put them on. It, it's funny because I like I love, I love their products. I hate their ecosystem. Yeah, I hate it. It, it. Knock it off. I
0: one it. cord, please, just one charger. Well, not only one, one cord, every... like
1: like, I,
0: I can't like now I can't leave right because I have j- just as many if not more music than you do. Like sitting in this crazy.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure of, you like, have that,
0: a Like ton. I, Where am I gonna go? I yeah. can't. You know, can't run iTunes really everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, if you do, it doesn't work the same way as it does on the Apple products. Yeah. Uh, Love the products, hate the ecosystem.
1: So, yeah, so I've, I've been trying to liquidate a lot of my collection. Like, I'm pretty OCD about everything I do. And, and everything I do, I go all in or I don't do it at all. And, like, excuse me. Again, um, I used to have this... this problem where if i knew i was going to go see band x at small club y and i knew there was going to be a chance to meet the band like i was the kid who would show up three hours early in the freezing cold in my my band t-shirt and my shorts and shiver outside waiting to scope out one of the bands so before that i would buy every single thing they ever put out so i could get everything autographed so i've been sitting on like a mountain, like a Scrooge McDuck pile of CD gold coins, um, and so it's like now it's like I 'm not going to listen to that shit. like I bought so much music that I knew I was never going to like keep for the rest of my life, so i've been liquidating that, um, but yeah, I just look at all these CDs and it 's like what I have left, like I, man, I cannot bear to part with, so I hope to God like my nephews grow up digging good music. Or but it's not going to co-
0: work.
1: Like the, I get, the CD's not going to no, work. No, <laughs> like I so
0: like I have a I have a friend who who's putting out oh, is like putting out an EP in two weeks and and he gave me an advance oh. of it. He's like, hey, can you check this out? And I was listening to it in my car and I really you know I, I liked what he was doing. Um, he's a dear friend and I want to support the thing, so you know, awesome. Like, and then I I remembered that like I can't get this on my my oh. my MacBook Air doesn't have a, a drive, so I like I know I know like, I can't like. It was. It was like you, I listened to it in the yeah. car a couple of times, and then yeah. I went, "Well, I don't really do that in the car." I listen to, so I, I like, did what you do with music. I started spreading it around. Like I gave it to a buddy yeah. who I knew would like it, and went, "Have fun," because this is not useful to me right now. That is so. So there is, is a zero oh, percent chance my. that
1: your nephews will be able to play whatever it is that you have. That's it. I'm going home. I'm putting everything on eBay. That just. Now You know, I debated. What are you selling?
0: Like, I looked at mine literally before I, this afternoon, I was, (laughs) like I I said before, we're, you know, we're thinking about moving and I was cleaning everything up. I'm looking at my stacks and stacks and stacks of of these stupid things going, like, should I just throw them out? Do I give them to Goodwill? Like, is there a, like, do I give them to a high school? What do I do? Because I don't don't care anymore. I don't want to pick it up. I don't want to put it in a truck. I don't want to move it. Even if we don't move, I don't want to deal with this anymore.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's... Well, most of the stuff I sold was all autographed. So. Got it. Okay. So I was finding, you know, fans. But it's like it's I've been so disconnected from that mainstream alternative warp to a rock for so long that, like, uh, I'm starting to realize nobody wants Sugar Ray's first album, even if it's autographed. How, how dare they? <laughs> um, so... Now I just feel instantly bad for giving you those mixtapes on actual compact discs. Well, no, I-, I
0: laughed because, I, like, I told my, like, so, <laughs> so Jason sent me this package in the mail of these of these mixtapes, which I thought were really cool, and I've been listening to them as, as I've been driving across the state doing what I do Thank for, for Live.
1: Your car's got a CD player. Thank God it does.
0: <laughs> but I was like, God, I want, like you became Harry Potter like overnight I'm like I, how the fuck did he do this I don't even know like if somebody asked me to make them one I wouldn't even know how to reciprocate like I was like oh I should make him one but I can't because I'm not going to go buy a disc drive in order to do this <laughs> stupid project
1: well I made it uh, I made him on my old laptop that where my music uh, I get it some, now because yeah, yeah. you right you yeah, get this, yeah, where it's so all it's trapped good for trapped
0: like, uh like what's his face from Superman 2 where he's in those glass Things floating around in this Han in space. Solo, or Han Solo, yes. yeah, in Carbonite, yeah,
1: okay. yeah. I I know you're such a man. I am I'm terrible. Like I, I am not in that in that culture at all.
0: Like of sci-fi or pop culture.
1: Um, well, what's what Superman is <laughs> Superman pop culture? Or I, sci-fi? I would assume at this point, <laughs> at this point,
0: when he's going to fight Batman in May, that like you've transcended to pop culture at this oh, point. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah totally agree yeah. i can't keep uh, um i cannot keep you're four track. years
0: younger than me i know you're pretending right now that like you're 20 and i'm 67 <laughs> but that's not the disparity no, between I, our ages I,
1: I cannot keep up with the superhero movies like i mean what do you are, even watch like seriously what do you watch oh, do you
0: even watch do you watch movies
1: yeah what was the last you're movie you're really fired up about uh, that answer <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah if i have to um
1: the Place Beyond the Pines was the last movie I watched with um, Ryan Gosling yep. and, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, two good-looking dudes. Uh, I forget who the other guy was. Guy from The Hangover, right? Was it Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Bradley Cooper. Um, before that was Lincoln. Jesus, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, but, like, what's funny about that is I was the other day I was looking at Celebration has um, – like a VIP club. And like they're like middle to upper tiers, like six movies a year. I see like 50 a year. In the theater? 50 of them, wow. easily. Wow. I, it's, it's like my favorite way to consume media. Sure, right. Because nobody's yeah. talking to you. Yeah, right. There's no, just, I can't use a phone. Yeah, right. I'm eating delicious pop. It's the my, hands down my okay, favorite yeah. way to consume media. Awesome. Because I know that like whatever you made for the last two and a half hours, I am... 1,000% paying attention to whatever you're, sure. you're doing. And I don't feel by and large I don't feel we do that for music. I don't feel we do that for television shows. Yeah. I don't. I barely feel that you do that Some if people still read books. Yeah. Where a movie theater you just, I mean, I know that there are people that do but if you're not an asshole, most people just sit and watch the movie.
1: It's weird. I Actually today I, um, I took a tour of Celebration North. And I asked the guy who was giving me the tour. Was it Jeremy? uh, No. Um, Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I was, I asked him if, if he thought or, or where he saw the future of the movie going experience going, like, has it peaked? Like, has the actual experience of going to the movies peaked? Or does he see it changing? Yeah, and of course, I know it's going to tweak with technology. Um, he didn't think it's peaked, but they're just trying to enhance it now. And so, I, I mean, I. Man, I couldn't tell you the. Oh, Catherine and I saw Jurassic World in IMAX 3D. It was right? pretty gnarly. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah. I'll say, and that's, you know, the, this is like.
0: My downfall as a human being is I will literally watch anything that's in that IMAX.
1: Oh, it's it's come on, it's so cool. Like, like it, you immediately like if it was Bradley kid.
0: Cooper reading you a book, yeah. and I paid nine, I would pay yeah. eighteen dollars to see him read me a yeah. book in IMAX. Yeah. I just read don't, it
1: slower. I, read, it, <laughs> yes, read it slower.
0: Address <laughs> me with your eyes, Bradley. <laughs>
1: Can you read read it? Read the whole book in a whisper. <laughs> yeah, do no, touch your it, hair. It is. It, it's it's awesome. But you know, go like the superhero movies like you watch them and it's like i don't know if like my brain almost can't process like so did you
0: you never had that phase where you read comic books that was never a
1: thing okay so you know remember how i said i I would collect every cd a band put out if i knew i was gonna go see them um for like two years i collected sports cards i could tell you everything about the atlanta hawks and Eighty nine ninety because I collected cards, so I like memorized all the players on the cards. But during that time, I also collected comic books. I think I maybe started to read Savage Dragon. Is that is that the band? That's a band. What is it? What's it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Dragon something. Dra- it was an Image comic. Oh, I don't know. Dragon. In the 90s, the Image like, printed anything. Like well, yeah, Anybody like, with an
0: idea got printed yeah, by Image. You
1: know, Spawn, all that shit. That's going to bug Savage Dragon. That's funny I said that. That
0: is funny. Um, that would be a good comic book. <laughs> Those two guys just running around.
1: Oh, the comic I do want to write, and nobody steal this, is... Uh, <laughs> That's how it works on the internet. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I shouldn't. It's, it's, it's a pretty clever idea. But anyways, um, Savage... Are you sure Savage Dragons? The I'm band? A, I'm about a
0: thousand percent sure that Savage Dragon is just those two guys who sang that terrible yeah, song. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so I I collected like when Image first hit, I collected Image for for two years, and then um, my wife will get a kick out of this and I'm admitting it publicly. But like, I also bought like from a friend like his lot of Beanie Babies because I thought like you could tell everything them? was hot. And, yeah. You know. Bought all this shit and collected all this shit, and all it did was went in cardboard back poly bags and sat in a box. Never read one,
0: and, and and they're like they're next to worthless now. Yeah, because that that was like to nerd out for a yeah. second. Like that was a phase, like in the nineties, where they overprinted for- the oh, shit out of everything. God. So like, yeah. I I literally sold all of them two years ago because I was just tired of looking at them, and I don't I don't have the wherewithal to wait. So I had. All yeah. I was, right, all the image stuff, yeah. anything Todd McFarlane ever you know, did. Yeah. I had all the Todd McFarlane right, stuff, right. and I was just—I like, can't carry this around and wait for another fifty years
1: for everyone else to throw their stuff out. I'm going to help
0: everybody yeah. and give this to somebody else to deal with.
1: I, when I moved to Grand Rapids from Royal Oak, I, my mom was like, "Okay, you're going to get married. You have to clean out your bedroom closet at home, right? <laughs> like I haven't lived at home for, you know, a decade plus." But it's like, so I I brought approximately 30,000 sports cards. You know what I sold those things for? Pennies and the dollar, I'm assuming. $30. The whole thing? 30,000 cards for $30. (laughs) Do you know how many yards I mowed for 30,000 cards? Wow. Wow i was I was just like, Get it that get it, yeah well I'm, I'm not me.
0: wired that way either, like oh. you know um I know you've recently gotten into gary vaynerchuk and and like he, there's Holy a guy who's smokes. like wired into that hole like he would he would have figured out a way to sell all those things for thousands of yeah, dollars. Right? I'm just not I just don't have the patience to do that stuff or the I guess the wherewithal to figure it out,
1: yeah, I just you know it's like i I am you know part of this new year's Un or non-resolution was like uh, purging the unnecessary and, you know, like selling off a lot of my music memorabilia was one of those steps. And it's not, it's not quick to list that shit on eBay. Like in order to do it like responsibly where you don't have to answer some jerk off a hundred times about right what year, <laughs> what blah, 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 what band members, right. you know, so... Like, I got all that stuff done. So, like, I'm really trying to, you know, we we bought a house a couple years ago. It was our first home, and we absolutely adore it. So now my goal is to not fill it with unnecessary shit. My wife does um, an amazing job of decorating, and I don't need any more Beanie Babies or Basketball cards or shit, just <laughs> taking up space. You know, she was she was so sweet that uh, when we found the house, it's got four bedrooms. One room was the drum room, and that's where my drums are. That's where my CDs are. Um, uh, that's where your eight track cassettes are. So, yeah. <laughs> I uh, sold those <laughs> a long time. No, I gave those away. Um, you know, and that's it. And it's like. Whatever I want that just doesn't that isn't necessary goes in that room and if it's in that room for a year and it's still there and I haven't touched it, somebody else gets it I, I, I need to simplify so
0: like, are you playing drums with anybody or
1: you're just playing by yourself? No myself I um, earlier this year from <clears throat> from I think January to to Easter actually to Easter Sunday was the last day I played. Um, oh, that's right. You told me that yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I helped out uh, a real good friend of mine, a, a guy I work with, um, helped his church out. They they lost their previous drummer. So I, I filled in for a handful of Sundays. And it was, you know, me not being much of a religious person at all. Like, it was a really eye-opening experience for me. I, that, How so? Um, you know what? i'm i think it happened for a reason because obviously at the beginning of the year i'm starting to meditate i'm starting to chill the f out and um i've never really had an interest in religion uh despite my mom from a very young age saying i will take you to any church you want to go to but i want you to decide what's right for you um I never took her up on that offer because for whatever reason it just i don 't know it n- never struck a chord with me, so you know I like I said, I, th- I think it happened for a reason because I was in the in a point in my life where I was sick and tired of doing the same old thing day in day out, and you know i 've always played in like heavy bands like sure. or you know alternative rock bands. And to like dial that back and play music I was 100% unfamiliar with um, was uh, like was inc- like way more challenging than I thought it was going to be because in you know in less than seven days you know I had to learn you know four to seven songs mm-hmm, that yeah. I've never heard before so like I mean I would I I you know when I play it all by ear and in memory and. So one, it taught me a new sense of discipline um, in, in, in a hobby I absolutely have adored my, my, my whole life. Um, but you can't help but listen to the message when you're uh, listening to the songs like at work during the day and then you're going home and practicing them for a couple hours at night. Like, so I felt really, I don't know how else to put it other than I felt really good doing it. I felt like I was playing for a purpose. I knew it meant a lot to my friend uh, uh, because they were they were in a rut. They they needed they needed someone to fill that role. So I, I felt this like overwhelming sense of goodness. Uh, so during that time, because I I spent so much time practicing I mean, that I didn't. I wasn't giving myself the time I needed to devote to, like, the personal goals I was simultaneously trying to set for myself. So it was this weird juxtaposition of getting to do what I love, playing drums, but not being able to devote my energy to what I've known I've needed to do to really like feel like I'm leaving my mark when I'm gone so um, so I had to like regrettably like bow out after Easter um, so I could get back into focusing on not procrastinating taking action now and 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 changing my life really it, but it was I would do it all over again. It, it was it was an awesome experience. And
0: you didn't think there was a way to find a balance?
1: Uh, no. no. Um, and and I really weighed on that decision a lot because it, it really boiled down to having seven days to learn a handful of songs. I don't. I didn't ever want to show up on Sunday and not know my stuff. You know because. The band relied on me. The people who are showing up to church. I mean, I I couldn't, like, before I played, like, I couldn't tell you the last time I went to a church service that wasn't tied to a wedding, you know? Right. And so to look up and see people singing along to songs I really didn't know more than just being able to get through it for four minutes, like, it it would nearly bring tears to me every sunday so i knew that in order to give to them what they deserved I, I i i couldn't allocate the necessary time and balance that with the time i knew i needed to also devote to what i i needed to do for myself so it was it was oh, it It sucked. I I didn't like making that decision. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah, it sucks. But um, you know, so like, to your question, like, am I playing with anyone now? Now I feel guilty, like trying to play with with people like starting like, you know, a non House of Worship band because I will feel guilty walking away. From that church, if I start playing a new band, so uh, yeah, I, I really need to get my my personal endeavors in order before I I dare take on a band. I think. Yeah. When, and, is that something you want to do? Be in a band? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've I've uh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah totally. yeah
1: you know it's um. The band I was in in high school was the was the best band I've ever been in. In that we were 17 and we were writing songs that were appropriate for for the time, but but way but all at the same time like way ahead of us. Like if if I got to sit down with those guys again today. We'd have an album out in three months. I, I absolutely <laughs> it's, know it's,
0: it. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you when you do that stuff and you you did that coming up in the '90s, yeah. I think everybody who did that in the '90s is, have, is having the same thoughts,
1: right? Like, yeah, if, yeah. If the internet was something other than Holy a DOS machine at that right, point, right? right? Like, what could what could have been? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that band in high school. Um. In 14 years since high school, the four of us had never been in the same room together because we all went our separate ways, moved to different states, and, excuse me, do you burp drinking beer? No, because I'm an adult. Uh, I feel like a pig. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Internet. Um, we we uh, started talking on a regular basis, and we figured out a time in the summer where we were all going to be back home in Waterford, Michigan for one weekend. And uh, we all relearned our songs remotely. (laughs) You know, everybody's flying in or driving in on a... I think everybody was in town on a Thursday night. I drove from Grand Rapids the first week I started my current job. I started work on a Monday left work early that Thursday to drive home. We First time I'd seen, the, the four of us had been in a room together in 14 years. We practiced for like an hour. Drank some Jack Daniels. And then uh, I was back, back in Waterford the next night, practiced again, and then we played to a bunch of our high school friends that Saturday. <laughs> and it was like you know if that's the last time like uh, it was incredible like just holy shit it was I I felt 17 again so if I could capture that moment that feeling that energy yeah I would man I would do it in a heartbeat and I, I used to play with a lot of bands who had since gone on to tour and put out records and yeah I'd be lying if I said I wasn't jealous as hell yeah. All right, dude. It's been over an hour. So yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll yeah. Leave it, we'll leave it here. Sure.
0: But Jason Leigh, thank you for spending some time with us. It has
1: been my pleasure.
0: Also, thank you to Ben, our server, and to Perrin for hosting us. It's been fabulous. Yeah. Uh, this is Dinner and a Podcast. We will attempt to do these um, semi-regularly. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to have you back at some point.
1: I, count me in.
0: All right, man. Have Cheers. a great night.
1: That was, That was awesome.